Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Good morning, everyone. It is good to, good to see you this morning. Um, as Lauren has said, there's been lots happening um, over this weekend that we may just allude to a little bit as we, as we talk. Um, can, can I just say, in terms of the video for um, sort of trying to recruit in new volunteers, for this is for youth, but we also need them for our, all of our kids' environments as well. All I say is don't mess with Austy Galt. Like in that video, you do not want to be messing with him there. He might come after you. Um, but for our young people, would you please, um, would you please think about um, signing up? We're trying to do it now so that we can have everything in place so that you can hit the ground running in September rather than in September. We have a scramble sort of looking new leaders and new volunteers. Um, so if you can help with that, come and speak to us. Come and speak to anyone on the connection point. Um, and we can direct you in the right place. We would love to have you involved in any of our ministries, um, but there's a real need within our, our youth and our, our kids' ones as we look towards, look towards September. Um, just a little reminder, Phil is in Israel along with Mo, one of our, our elders. They have a team out there, a group of people out traveling the sites of, uh, of Israel. 5.30 tonight, okay, at 5.30 tonight, maybe some of you have already picked up, some of their devotions are coming live from Israel. So they will be on again around as much as they can around 5.30 tonight um, to give you uh, another little um, update and sort of devotion coming from from that side of the world. So, yeah, really, if you can, tune, tune in with that. That would be, that would be really, really brilliant. Um, and they send all their love um, from over in Israel as well. Um, thinking about this morning and this morning's talk, I feel like I need to do a little disclaimer, okay? So a few weeks ago, I was down speaking in Lagan Valley um, Vineyard. And if you were there by some strange chance, let's take it that the Lord is really trying to say the same thing to you again, okay? Let's take it from that. Um, uh, uh, in all honesty, a, a few weeks ago, I was speaking in, in, in Lagan Valley and and before I went, I felt like I had this word for us and for us in the house. And, and whenever I actually set to prepping for Lagan Valley, I felt like the Lord said, give it, give it to them as well. Okay, that sounds like a preacher sort of cop-out. Um, I promise with the integrity of my heart, that is what was going, is what was going on. But I just would want to put it out there so that you, you know that. I do feel uh, over the last few months, this, this little passage, we're going to be looking in First Kings chapter 5, if you want to bring it up on whatever um, device or in your Bible, if you have it in front of you, First Kings chapter 5. I, I feel like there's a little bit of, I would love you even over the summer to mull in this passage as well, to, to look into this passage and to, to listen to what the Lord may be saying to you and to us uh, as a family um, in this and in this moment. So First Kings um, chapter, um, chapter 5. Lauren, there's no chance you would pass me my, it'd be really rude if she said no, pass me my water up, it'd be super, thank you. So, 1 Kings chapter 5, I'm going to read from verses 1 to 12. It says, when Haram king of Tyre heard that Solomon had been anointed king um, to succeed his father David... He sent his envoys to Solomon because he had always been on friendly terms with David. 
Um, Solomon sent back this message to Haram. You know that because of the wars waged against my father David from all sides, he could not build a temple for the name of the Lord his God until the Lord had put his enemies under his feet. But now the Lord uh, my God has given me rest on every side, and there is no adversary or disaster. I intend, therefore, to build a temple for the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord told my father David, when he said, your son, whom I will put on the throne in your place, will build the temple for my name. So give orders um, that cedars of Lebanon be cut for me. My men will work with yours. I will pay you for your men whatever wages you set. You know that we have no one so skilled in filling um, timber as the Sidonians. When Haran um, heard Solomon's message, he was greatly pleased and said, Praise be to the Lord today, for he has given, um, he has given David a wise son to rule over this great nation. So Haram sent word to Solomon. I have received the message you sent me, and I will do all that you want in providing the cedar and the juniper logs. My men will haul them down from Lebanon to the Mediterranean Sea, and I will float them as rafts by sea to the place you specify. Therefore, I will separate them, and you. There, I will separate them, and you can take them away. And you are to grant my wish by providing food and for my royal household. In this way, Haram kept Solomon supplied with all the cedar and juniper logs he wanted. And Solomon gave Haram twenty thousand cores of wheat as food for his household, in addition to twenty thousand baths of pressed olive oil. Solomon continued to do this for Haram year after year. The Lord gave Solomon wisdom, just as he had promised him. There were peaceful relationships between Haram and Solomon, and the two of them made a treaty. Can we just pause and, and pray for a moment? And even as we've read God's word, just saying, God, what do you want to speak into our, our hearts this morning? What do you want to speak into my heart um, this morning, into my life? Because your word is powerful. You say, Holy Spirit, would you come and, and make this word alive and real in our minds, in our hearts, in our circumstances? Would you show us what it means to apply your word? Would you speak to us? In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we have a few people that have been mentioned in this um, passage. You have King Haram, who we'll talk about in a few moments. You have King um, David. Um, king David is the second king of Israel. He is renowned for being a good king, um, although it has to be said he has had his flaws, and there has been mistakes that he's made along the way within his life. But what he's renowned for is having a soft and a repentant heart and before God. And David had this desire within him that he was going to build a house for the name of the Lord, that he was going to build a house for the renown of God and that people could come and worship and bring um, praise to God and pray and, and that see God move in their land and in their nations. And this was the longing of David's heart. And it was a good plan. He had all of the imagination for it. He, he, he had all of the desire for it, and it felt like a really good thing to do, and he was longing to do it, and then God says, no. God says, no. 
He says no to a really good plan, to really good intentions, to a really good dream, and God says no. I'm going to let Phil or Dave unpack for you some week what happens whenever God says no to the really good dreams that you have in your heart and your life. But what I want us to do is move on and look and see about what happens in these moments whenever there is transition and switch that is happening. Um, so you have King David, and, and the amazing thing about King David is that whenever God said no to his plans, he actually gave the rest of his life over to, to meeting the supply and to putting things in place for the generation that was coming after him. And again, it reinforces the caliber of who King David was. So you had King David, and then thankfully it is his son who, who follows on after him and is given this job of building um, the temple. So David dies, um, Solomon then becomes king, um, and Solomon has this dream where God comes to him, he says, I, I will give you anything that you want. Well, ask me whatever you want, and I will give it to you. Imagine if you got that type of dream. Imagine if you had that type of encounter with God. What is it that you would ask for? What is it that is the longing in the depths of your heart? And Solomon, this young king who's feeling inadequate in his role, a little overwhelmed with the task of following in the footsteps of his father, David, this great king, he, God says to him, ask for anything that you want. And what does he ask for? He says, give me the ability to discern between right and wrong between good and evil. He could have asked for anything. And he says, give me this ability to discern between right and wrong. Give me this ability to, to lead him well. God liked his answer. And on top of giving him wisdom, Solomon becomes renowned for his wisdom. He gives him an abundance of wealth and blessing and riches all over his life. And Solomon sets on the task of building this temple, a place for the name of the Lord. And in this passage, what we see is this, this, pivotal, this pivotal moment, okay? Um, we see that there, there is a pivotal moment that's happening. There's something that's happening in the whole nation because the, the, we've been through it here when, whenever um, we've, we've moved and, and King Charles has taken reign. There's, there's this moment of national significance that happens. And even more so in this time and in this day and in this age, whenever one king was dying, King David was dying, and King Solomon was taken over. And what is he going to be like? And how is he going to rule? There is this significant change that is happening across the nation. There is a transition that's bringing ramifications in every direction. And it's really important to take note and notice transition moments. But I sometimes think that they are, it's harder for us to miss those because they impact us. We see them and they're obvious, okay? We see these transition moments. And whenever we're looking at this this morning and reading through this passage, what I would love us to focus in on is not so much this transition moment, this pivotal sort of transition, but there's a pivotal season that has changed. Alongside the moment from a, key, a change of king, the season changed as well. There was something that was happening all around them. You see, in this little verse, it says um, that, that David had war on, on every side, basically. But for Solomon, the Lord has given me rest on every side 
and there is no adversary, and there's no disaster. You see, David's reign had been marked with battles and war and fighting, and Solomon's reign was going to be marked with peace. This bizarre season change that happened, it wasn't just a change of king. It was a change of season that went alongside the transition. The landscape had all changed. War on every side to peace on every side. Every day a new disaster to new disasters. The season had changed and the Lord was involved in orchestrating it because it says, the Lord has given me. The Lord has given me. And my, my first question to you this morning is a really simple one. Is, uh, is there a season change in, in your life at the moment? We're looking at what's happening through this passage. A significant season change is going on. Is there a season change in your life that maybe goes beyond the natural there are natural seasons as we progress through life. There are things that change and evolve around us. There are seasons of our life that we flow and walk into that are just common to all of us. But is there, are there any other season changes that are, are happening around you and have you noticed them? And see on that one where we, we talk about the seasons of life, can I just say, and I speak this into my own life as well, this there's the potential for every season of our life to feel busy. There is the potential for every season of our life to feel busy. And maybe you're here this morning, you're thinking, once I get out of this season, okay, once I get out of this season, I'll give you the most real one for me. It's like whenever my kids are sort of 10, 8, and 5, okay? And when they were much younger, when there was all the demands of nappies and all of that, going, whenever we get out of that season, you know, we'll have more time. And whenever we have more time, we, we'll actually get more involved and do some more things. There's other stuff that we want to be involved in, whether about church or, or things that God's put in your heart. And then the next season comes. And it's just as busy. It's different busy, but it's just as busy. And the reality is that we can hide behind each season that we're in. And we can make it busy. Look, there is grace for the busy seasons. There, like, please hear me. There is, there is grace for the busy seasons where, where life is just full on. But I also just want to balance with that. Let's not hide in those as well. Not, let's not hide behind some idea or utopia that one day my life is going to be filled with lots of space. And it's all going to be easy to put my hand to the things that God wants me to put my hand to. Um, we can hide in every season of um, our lives. And I wonder, are there season changes happening but, uh, that are part of the normal of life? But is there anything more significant happening for you? Where the season is just, it's switching, it's changing. Um, I am one of these people that gets a little bit focused on the thing that's right in front of me, okay? So let's say maybe one of the kids brings something that has been broken, and for some strange reason, with no skill whatsoever, I feel like I will be able to fix that, you know? I will be able to dismantle that and fix it. 
It usually involves our kitchen table being sprawled over with the segregated parts of this toy. But what can happen is I start, let's say you start in the afternoon, the sun is shining through the window, and you're working away, and you're focused on the task, and you're convinced that you're going to be able to put this all together, then it turns into a little bit of that you hope that you're going to, and then it's just panic because you've, you've messed it all up. But what has happened while you're, do, you're going through all of that is that the, the sun is gone, the, it's got dark outside, the curtains haven't been put on, and there's no other lights on around the house, and someone walks in and goes, why are you sitting in the dark just focused on this little patch in front of you? And I wonder if that can be like our lives, if sometimes that can be like our lives, that we're so focused on what is right in front of us, absorbed with what is going on right here, right now, that we're not seeing the change that is happening all around our lives and the change of landscape and the things that God is, or, is orchestrating around us. You see, um, whenever it came to Solomon and he realized that there's no one to fight, did it happen in an instant? Was it just in one moment that suddenly every nation and everybody surrounding him that once was waging war against him decided on the same moment at the same time in the same hour, right, we'll all set down our weapons and that's it? Because sometimes change creeps in. Sometimes change creeps in. Sometimes the season change creeps in around us, so much so that we don't even notice it. And what if Solomon hadn't noticed? What if Solomon hadn't realized that the season was changing all around him and he took over from his father and his father did a good job, so I'll just keep doing everything that he does because everybody liked him. But the season had changed around him. What if Solomon had, had spent all of his time preparing for wars and battles that he was never being asked to fight? that he was never going to have to engage with because his season had changed from war to peace? What if he hadn't noticed um, the season change? And all I have said is that for us, individually for us as a community, it's really important that we, every now and then we lift up our heads and we go, what is happening around me? In my life, God, what are you doing and what are you orchestrating? And I'm not one of these people that says that change has to be happening in every moment. There doesn't have to be something new every day because that's really exhausting. But maybe there is. Maybe for you in this moment, there is something new that God is orchestrating around you. And maybe it's important every now and then to lift up your head, just like me at the table in front of me and go, What's changed all around me? What do I need to respond to? And new seasons, okay, this, this season change, it'll take, it'll have new priorities, okay? What, what, what's a new focus for you in this season? If God is bringing you into a new season, what is the, the, the new focus? What are the new priorities, okay? Um, what, what is the new posture as you enter into that? But you know what? Sometimes we, we can do those whenever we're, we're going through change. We can do the, okay, what are the new priorities? How do I enter into this? But it actually has to get practical as well. And some of those desires of our, of our heart in terms of what we're stepping into, 
it actually has to reach into the practicalities of our lives. What are some of the things that God might be step, asking you to set down that you really love so that you have space to pick up something different? What is it that God wants you to give more of your time or energy over to? And what are the things that he may be asking you to, to step back from to create space for other people? And see, in this, um, in this season change, there was something really specific that was happening. It, it, so the question could be, this, are you in a season change? But I wonder if this specific one is for you as well. Because it moved from a season of contending and striving and of battling and of disaster and it just felt like you were surrounded into space and peace. And I wonder if that is what the Lord is, is wanting us to see this morning. Um, while I've, th this passage has been rattling around in my, my head for a while, and sometimes I find it, just to be honest, I find it really hard sometimes to discern between God, what are you giving me as a prayer? And what are you giving me as a promise? Okay, do you see the, the difference? What are you giving me actually that you're highlighting something for me that you want me to contend and to pray for and to pray into my own life and pray over us? And what are the things actually that you're just giving that you're saying, this is what I am doing and this is, this is the promise that I just want you to partner with? And see with these verses that we've read, and now the Lord, my God, has given me rest on every side, and there is no adversary or disaster. I've wrestled with them, and I really sense that the Lord is saying, actually, this is a season that I'm leading you into. I'm leading you into us as a, as a community. I'm leading you into the season where there is rest on every side, where there is no adversary and there is no um, disaster but there is purpose behind it. There is purpose behind that space that is being um, created. And the purpose is centering ourselves on his presence again. Because actually in this move, in this switch, there is peace on all sides, but there was purpose for it because Solomon was then given the task and the job of building the temple. He was given the job of, of building this place of encounter where people were going to meet with God, where prayers were going to be prayed, where things were going to happen and things were going to move. There was a season of focusing on this one um, thing. And I wonder if that's what the Lord is calling us into, that in this next season, he has given us peace on every side, that it's free from disaster. I can say yes to that. That is the longing of, that's the longing of my heart. And I'm honestly going, God, please. So that actually we can put our intention onto this one thing, which is your presence, and focusing upon your presence. And God orchestrated this season change. God was at work behind the scenes, creating the space so that this temple could be created. And we are the temple. We are the temple. And maybe this season is about creating space for that place of encounter. 
individually in our own lives, but also as a community. And as we move into um, the summer months, but as we move into September and into the, the next season, one of our key focuses will be, how are we a prayerful people? How are we a prayerful people? And how do we orientate ourselves more around our, his presence? The longing of our heart is this, that we will be people who host his presence well. Like, knowing you, knowing who we are, knowing the journey that we've been on, knowing individually the longing and the desperation on people's hearts just in front of me, that is the desire of our hearts. And yet, there's been so much that's been going on. There's been so many things that needed, that were good things that needed our attention, that we had to put our hand towards and that we had to work hard on. But I just wouldn't want us to keep doing the same thing over and over again because that's what we've done whenever God is inviting us into a new season where he's saying, I'm making space to prioritize my presence, where prayerfulness becomes our key thing, where we focus our attention upon him. And as we do this, can I just highlight that partnerships are really important? Um, Lauren has highlighted about Noah. Um, the, the significance of just being together in a field, lots of people from different churches, from the north and south of this island. It was beautiful. The significance of what was happening in the youth tent especially was powerful. The stories of God moving, of breakthrough and encounter in people's lives, it is just amazing. And can I just say that those key partnerships are really important. It's more work. See, if you'd have been about here last week when everything was getting packed and unpacked and there was 40-foot lorries getting packed to the brim and tables were falling and it was, it was crazy. It was more work. You're coming back and everything's, the, the church is in disarray because we have to find a place to put everything back again and it's busy and it's messy. But it's worth it because actually these key partnerships are really, really important. Because in this season, as we long to encounter his presence and see him move, I wonder if God, yes, is looking to fill my life. Yes, he is looking to, to dwell amongst us. But I wonder if he's looking to fill the spaces between us. Because we are one body. Jesus is ahead. And we are in one spirit. We are held in one spirit. And I wonder if God is looking to fill the spaces between us. And we've talked about this a few weeks ago, probably a few months ago now, where we need to guard the spaces between us, where we talked around forgiveness, and actually those spaces between us are really, really important because God wants to dwell in the space between us. And equally in the, the partnerships as we enter into this new season of everything that we're giving our time and our energy to over to bar or tubber, whatever way we're saying it, that actually God and those partnerships and those key churches, that God is wanting to inhabit the space between us. Whenever we're thinking of Kara and we're thinking of what's happening in Shalom and of what's happening out in Warrenstown and happening in Mournview, God is looking to inhabit the spaces between us. And actually these key partnerships are really, really important and of connecting and, and holding each other really well. It's God's desire to fill the spaces in between us. Not sure where I am on this. Here we go. And you know what? This is my, my last point, and then I'm going to bring um, Claire up. 
There's this pivotal season change that's happening. It's about recentering us on his presence. It's about key partnerships, but it's so that we can encounter and carry his peace. That we can encounter and carry his peace. Solomon's name means peace. Okay? So it was a time of war and battle, and it moved into this peace on all sides. And Solomon's name means peace. One of the Beatitudes is, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. The children of God are peacemakers. The children of God are peacemakers. The children of God are peacemakers. And we need to notice the difference between peacekeepers and peacemakers. Peacemakers, it sometimes takes some more difficult conversations. It's harder to be a peacemaker than just maintaining and keeping everybody happy. The children of God are peacemakers. And if there's anything that this world could do, it's with some people that are carrying peace into every room that they walk into. Every situation that is just filled with anxiety and fear. That we could be the non-anxious presence, not because of anything that we have that is our own, but because of who he is and we are in him. The children of God are peacemakers. We walk into rooms and we carry the peace of God. Maybe we need to make peace a, a priority. Can I say this morning, if you're here, and it's lovely seeing lots of new faces here this morning, but if you're here and you don't know God and you haven't got that peace within you of knowing that you've got forgiveness of sin, that you are right with God in life and eternity, maybe it's time to make peace this morning. Maybe it is time to make peace with God. And in our land and across our land, the, the steps that we've made in reconciliation are beautiful. The people that have been heroic in making those steps, we say thank you for them. But maybe we've taken our foot off the gas in terms of reconciliation across our land. And maybe in this season, we need to give a fresh attention and fresh imagination of what that looks like. Because the children of God are peacemakers. We are active in making peace. And see, as we think of the, the kingdom of God coming, there are people of peace all around us. When you read through the New Testament of Paul and as you see in the church, he goes and he finds the people of peace in communities, and the, the kingdom of God bursts out through them. And maybe you are here this morning, and you are actually called to be a person of peace in one of these communities, the place where you grew up, where you know everybody's name, that little, that part of your street or that part of your community, where actually you are meant to be the person of peace. Give your attention and heart to it. Maybe we're meant to be praying and seeking and longing for more people of peace across this city who are going to see God's kingdom break out. 
And if we are going to be courageous peacemakers, if we're going to be people of reconciliation, if we're going to be people who carry the peace of God into every room that we walk into, if we're going to go against the tide of anxiety and fear that seems to bombard us, then God wants to embed his peace within us. He wants to embed his peace within us. John 14, 27 Close your eyes with me if you're okay with that. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. The Lord has given me rest on every side. The Lord has given me rest on every every side. Claire, would you come up again? There she is there. Thanks, Claire. Can we take a moment just to to pause? Um, What is the Holy Spirit saying to you this morning? What is the Word of God saying to you this morning? I have a few things that I would love just to pray over us, but let's just Ask that question first, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Just take just a a moment or two in the silence to ask that question. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? If you're able to, would you stand with me? I'm gonna I want to pray this over us. This rest on every side, no adversary or disaster. I want to pray it over us as a church, as a longing, you know, it's, it's a good prayer. God, would you give us rest on every side, that there be no adversary or disaster that comes our way so that we can focus on your presence, God. And maybe for your life individually, you're going, I need that. That's the longing of my heart. There is always an enemy who wants to seek to kill, steal, and destroy, but Our God is stronger than him. Our God is stronger than him. So if you're comfortable as a a 
whether it's for you and your life or your family or a situation that you're finding yourself in, you're saying, God, that is, that is a longing of my heart as I enter into this new season, as I enter into even these summer months, as I think of the next half of this year, that is the longing of my heart. And maybe if it's not a plan specifically to you and your situation, that you would, as a church, we would go, God, would you give us this so that we can see your kingdom come so we can give our attention? Give our attention to building this place of encounter where we meet with you, where we are a prayerful people. If you're comfortable, just... If someone gives you a gift, we put it in our hands to receive it. We say, please, God. I speak over um, each individual in this, in this room this morning that's saying, oh God, that's what I long for. That in this next season, I may have rest on every side that would be free from adversary or disaster. God, thank you that you are with us no matter what. You are with us in the storm. You're with us in the calm. But God, will you just want to give us your peace? Will you want to give us a season of, of rest upon us, God? And God, we pray it over our church family. We say, God, may this be a season where there is rest on every side, where we are free from disaster, where we are free from adversary so that we can get on with seeing your kingdom come, God. That we can be people of prayer, oh God. Please, God. Just continue to receive from the Lord. Um, I would love you to wave at me if you're feeling everybody's eyes are closed, but wave at me if you feel like you're in sort of season change, if you're in the pivotal change. I'm not bringing you up. I'm just going to pray over you where you are. So please just, that makes you, that makes a few more hands go up whenever you realize that you're not being dragged to the front. That's great. Let's join our voices and just say, Holy Spirit, would you give everything that's needed for this moment? In these moments of transition, of change, where the landscape is changing around us, would you be everything that each of these people need? Would you give them the strength and the grace for this moment? May they know your peace in this moment, God. Holy Spirit, would you anoint and equip them afresh? everything that they need everything that they need and finally what I would love to do is I would love us to actually pray and lay hands on anyone that is saying I need that peace embedded within me I need that peace embedded within me that peace that God orchestrates, peace on every side, rest on every side. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Do not give as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. And 
I would love to just pray that over you, but I would love you to, to move for this one if, if you're able to and just come up to the front and let us pray that over you and some of our elders will then just gather around and, and lay a hand on you gently and pray the peace of God over you. So can I encourage you to move and to, to come up? If there's anybody that's saying, I'm just longing for that peace, the embedding of that peace within my, my heart. Maybe some of our elders and our staff will just start to gather around people um, as they come up. Jesus, you might know the deep peace of God resting upon you. Just as people continue to move, we'll, we're going to just sing, and then I'll, I'll pray. We'll sing the start of this, and then I'm going to pray and read this verse over. Us. Please feel free to move while we're singing. Um, if you don't like coming up, ask someone around you to put their hand on you and to pray for you. Um, but we just would love to minister the peace of God to you this morning. read this verse over you again please feel free to come and have someone pray for you as Claire continues minister it says peace I leave with you my peace I give you I do not give as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid these are the words of Jesus to you this morning the words of Jesus peace I leave with you my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May you know rest on every side. May you know the deep peace of God to the very core of your being. May the peace of God come into every situation, every circumstance, every room that you walk into. May you know and may you carry the deep peace of God. And I pray, God, in this place that we might have some heroic peacemakers will rise up, people who will give themselves to being makers of peace. 
We said, please, Lord Jesus. Please, Lord Jesus. Clara's going to continue to, to sing. If you've got kids, please slip out and get them. If you do want someone to pray with you, then please um, come up and we'll happily do that for you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.